Welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System Podcast. It's episode two. We made it to episode two. We had a Harding episode two. We're back. It's a number two. Hang on a minute. That sounds like poo. Not that early. Not that early. No, we can't. Anyway, my name is Ali Bailey. And my name is Anna Harding. And uh, I have a rather blocked nose still. And loads of stuff all down my t-shirt this morning. I'm a right old state this morning. How are you think, doing, Ali? I'm doing great, and I think that you look glorious. I've got to <laughs> say, sort the sort of the sort of woman that doesn't need to brush her hair. She just woke up like that. <laughs> I genuinely just woke up like this. You know, like when there are influencers on Instagram that go, "I just woke up like this." They've got a face full of makeup that hasn't budged. No, I imagine they slept in it. I don't know. I just we cannot go into the influenza thing because I just, okay. honest to God, like that could be a whole other podcast, a yeah. whole other podcast. Anyway, um, tell me about your week. What's been going on? Yeah, so we do our wonderful feature win, grim, get in the bin, don't we? Should we, should we dive into that? My win this week is that I actually won a race. I mean. To be fair, Ali, you always win bloody races these days. You've changed. That's because I enter races where there are hardly any people in the race. And how many people were in your race this weekend, Ali? You might want to sit down for this. (laughs) Four people. Four. Not four. Just four people. Uh, So, yeah, four people. It was uh, a Grew Up North event. They're great Grew Up North events. They do these lapped events, which sound that sounds awful, but they're not that bad. Some of them are worse than others. Some are on canals. I'm sorry to say the C word to you because I know you don't like the C word but um this one wasn't this was in Hallworth which is where the Bronte sisters did all their writing it was very nice Wuthering Heights it was called Wuthering Heights no it it was called the Wuthering Heights Wonder and they always give them the names like that so you don't feel like you're under pressure but it was a five mile loop and it went over Bronte Bridge and through the graveyard it was well nice and um hilly and lovely and it was there's a 5 10 15 20 or ultra um distances and I did the 20 because I'm I'm training for South Downs so I was like last long run that's got a bit of spice to it that I can do on my own without the dog and see how fit I am got there there's three other people standing at the start line I was like this is banging this is banging I'm gonna win not because I think I'm better than them because because I basically was the only person that wasn't standing there going I might do two and see how I feel whereas I'm like no I'm literally gonna smash four laps out and go home it was great I had a lovely time and then I got to the end and I was like yes and nobody said you've won because they don't care and nobody gave me a trophy so I flipped the table over and I just told the race director it was a shambles and I just went home you didn't do that last bit I know you didn't do that last bit no in my head I did but I didn't yeah no. I was just chuffed. I was, it was good. It was good. It was a win. It was a great day. Warm, lovely, loved it. Would recommend. So that that's great, and I'm super proud of you for winning your race of four people. A it, win's a win. A win is a win. Exactly. Celebrate all of the wins. I was just thinking. It reminds me of uh, maybe something that we should ask. What's the weirdest thing you've won at a race? Oh, that's a good one. If anyone's I mean, got yours... any weird stuff yeah email yeah. it to us email it to ultra sound system pod at gmail.com and yours for this weekend is nothing so it's not really i want nothing except pride when i won the wild horse they gave me a massive bit of wood i've won a pair of socks have you what was mm. that in a sock jamboree no i came fifth female at the draycott water half marathon fifth oh. female and there uh, were more than five women doing it did everyone get a prize was everyone no. a winner Okay. I was the last person to qualify for a prize. Did you have to stand on a podium? No, I did not stand on a podium. <laughs> That's a shame. There was no podium, but it's still one of my proudest moments in running. Have you still got the socks? No, I think I made a hole in them. You should have put them in a frame behind you, like your nice numbers there. That would have yeah, been lovely. Yeah, would have been lovely. Um, my right, win. Go on. My win. My win is actually somebody else's win that I'm going to steal and just take it as it's my own because um, I've been poorly this week. I've, I've probably mentioned that a few times just to get a bit of sympathy. So Why my are you a Tory politician? <laughs> just take poorly. Oh, I see. What, I thought you thought. I thought you said. I thought you thought I said Tory. I said poorly. No. Yes. No. I am not a Tory politician, but I do like to ride on the coattails of others. So my win was actually joining the wonderful Suzanne Shaw of uh, Hearsay fame from that pop band Hearsay from the noughties on a run that she was doing this week, which was blooming excellent. So she was running 30 or 50 miles every day for four days. 
That's tasty, isn't it? And they, she had to roll a dice every morning to find out how far she was running that day. She never knew. And it's for running, raising money for Mind. Um, and the rolling of the dice is to signify uh, that you'll 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 never know when you wake up in the morning with a mental health problem whether you're going to have a good day or a bad day. I've day never thought her. about it like that before. Yeah. So a good day for her was thirty miles, and a bad day for her was fifty miles. I I would I go the other way. I think a good day is fifty because that's longer outside and away mm, from people for more. Yeah. I mean, I saw Susie at the end of her fifty mile day, and I think she would disagree with you. Okay. It's <laughs> different, different strokes for different folks. That's incredible. So was she on her own, or was like, did you just pop out? Did you just see her running past a bus stop? No, so uh, so she had a tracker, which was handy, and, and pre-planned routes. But uh, on Saturday, she started her run at Daventry Park Run, which is 20 minutes down the road from me. Ooh. So I was like, well, I've got to go, really, because I haven't really got any excuse not to. And so she did a really lovely speech. There's like a, a clip that I'll put in here. I remember once upon a time I couldn't run 5K. And I'm here today pushing out of my comfort zone. And I just want to say anything is possible. Absolutely anything is possible. So if at any point your mind is battling with you on this park run, just believe me that you're going to get to the end because um, it will be over. The run will be over. And all you have to do is run. That's all I keep telling myself. Just run. Oh, I love that. I was just so proud of her. She was so like smiley and happy for the duration despite being in uber pain so we ran park run together and then um I took my dog Ralph and we went and hid on the route and jumped out on her <laughs> why do people think that's a good idea did she appreciate it she did she did I think if I'd have done that to you you'd have told me to f off but um I, I've been jumped out on on, a, on an event before. On Run Britannia, I was, somebody jumped out of the bushes dressed as a polar bear. Oh, wow. While I was in the Lake District, I was Were tired. Were you hallucinating? No, um, I wasn't. And she jumped out. She's like, ah! at least she got my name right. Didn't say Abby. Uh, and I was like, what the actual fuck? And she took her head off and she was sweating. <laughs> and I, I was on my own. And I was like, is this happening? Yeah. And I was, and I, I literally shit my pants. And she was, turns out she's doing Run Britannia this year. And she just wanted to come and say hello. She made us a cake. Oh, and she's dressed and she's run lots of marathons dressed as polar bear. I don't know if she's going to run run Britannia dressed as polar bear, but yeah, jumping out of the it, it can backfire because I felt like I, I thought I might punch her. I well, thought I might, like karate kick her. To be fair, Ralph did give us away a little bit because as soon as somebody started coming up the track, um, he started barking at them. It was um so Susie was running the whole thing with um our good friend Mike Seaman from the running show. Oh my god! I don't know what's more difficult: running that distance or running it with Mike Seaman. Because I love that man, but he has got bants and he doesn't stop. So he's relentless. It was relentless. It's relentless. I I only spent a couple of hours with them on Saturday, and it was just relentless banter the whole time. Does he ever get sad? I maybe we should have him on the podcast, and we'll ask him. I I I I think that Mike is like one of those superheroes that he's like Batman. Basically, he'll love that. Um, and uh, because he, when you have it, when you talk to him, he's like, I'm just some old bozo. I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, no, yeah. mate, you run raccoon events. You do yeah. know what you're doing. Like, And I think that in, when it comes to stuff like that, he's really focused, like laser focused. Nothing will yeah. stop him. Oh, absolutely. And funny story from, from Mike as well. Hey, all of the funny stories today from other people. Uh, he runs raccoon events and on their run, he found a raccoon. How, where? In at Daventry Park run? Just hanging no. out? No, um, it was in captivity. It was in like a hutch. <laughs> a hutch? Yeah, I, I guess you'd call it a hutch. There was a pet at home. I was wondering if you had a raccoon hutch for my raccoon. <laughs> well, I feel sorry for it. He, sh- he should have let it out and taken it with him. It could have bounded along next to him. I think raccoons are quite vicious. No, no, I don't know about that. I think that raccoons are misunderstood. Mm, I, no, I think they are quite vicious. I think they're like tiny badgers. Someone told me that they were like cross between a rat and a badger. I was in Costa Rica once. We were in a restaurant and one came in and started trying to take our food. And obviously I was like, yeah, this is great. Have it. I'll buy you a steak, mate. And everyone's like, get it out, like with a brush. And I'm like, get out. But they were like, they're vicious. And I'm like, he looked pretty cute to me. He had a little, he did have claws. Yeah, big claws. I think you're being swayed by the, um, do you remember the kids TV program in the 90s? The raccoons with Cyril Sneer. Yeah, Cyril Sneer wasn't a good raccoon, though, was he? Well, he wasn't a raccoon. He had like a big nose. 
Oh yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> I think about it. It was all a bit weird. It was. Um, oh, that's great. So, so she finished. She did. She finished yes. what she tried to do. Um, how how far did she end up going in the end? So I think she was very lucky in that she had a thirty, a fifty, a thirty, and a thirty. So anyone who can do some quick maths would tell you that that is two hundred miles. No, it's not though, is it? That oh no, 50, it's not. 50, 50, 50. Uh, three, six, nine plus five. <laughs> 140. It's 140 miles because yeah. that would be a 50, 50, 50. And I'm actually very bad at maths. Yeah. Uh, let's just say 200. She'll like that. Yeah. I mean, I think she probably felt like she'd run 200. So, yay. Win is a win. Um, yeah. It was just lovely sharing that moment and some time with her doing her challenge because you forget how hard that it is to, like, I don't know, you know, when you're doing these challenges and they're not races. Yeah. And so there aren't other people in it with you who are feeling it with you. You kind of you're doing it while everyone else is getting on with their life. And like, you know, it's like when you say, oh, I'm running a race at the weekend. Oh, are you doing the London Marathon? No, I'm not doing the London Marathon. Oh, well, I don't know any other races, so I'm not interested. Or I'm doing a training run at the weekend. Oh, how far is it? 30 miles. So you've got to go on your own. And it's yeah. just, yeah. But you know what? I think that she probably enjoyed it because at the end of the day, running is pure and simple, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yes, I got a hearsay. I got a hearsay thing in there. Well done. Well Thank you. done. Um, Has anything grim happened to you this week? I'm in the territory of the tapeworm, which is just grim in itself. Oh, no, that tapeworm. I feel like that's almost a get in the bin as well. Oh, it's not really getting the bin. I'm trying to, because I'm like, listen, right? If you find something difficult, then you should work on why you find it difficult and do all that mindset stuff that I do with people because yeah. it's going to keep happening and so if you just ignore it and if you get all frustrated then it's that's not helpful so I'm trying to do it a different way this time and the way I'm doing it as two-week taper um is I am collecting songs and changing the lyrics so that they uh work for the taper and it's it's, it's amusing me no end so I'm going out for a five-mile run later on today and I'm going to try and reword the lyrics to the absolute cowbell classic don't fear the reaper Dude. Don't fear the taper. Da, na, 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 na. More cowbell. Dude, yeah. I haven't got my cowbell. It'll be like yes. all the running's done. That's how it's going to start. And then right. I'm going to work out a whole set of lyrics to it while I'm running. Yeah. Um, write them down in my head. And by the time I've done that, the run will be over. I would have finished and I would have forgotten them. So there's a couple. So I've got that one. Yesterday I came up with Highway to the Taper Zone as far as I got with Excellent. that one and then I'm working on Chop Suey by System of a Down to change that into a taper song as well so it's grim impressive. it's annoying and I feel like you do start to feel like you are a useless sack of shit for want of a better word when you're tapering but it's necessary and it works and I think finding some fun bits in it will make it less grim yeah won't it it will um, how's your what's your grim grimage well my grim is um obviously to do with bodily functions um but my grim is the snot rocket that I did on Saturday that uh, caught the direction of wind, which then swiftly changed and came back and hit me in the face. Could have been worse. So I had like snot all down my cheek. That was could've, nice. Could have been worse. Could have hit Susie from Hearsay or Mike Seaman. Yes, it could have. Um, it could have hit a child at Parkrun. There was a child at Parkrun. Oh my God, he was amazing. I was giving him power up fist bumps like... Um, what, with snot nine. on your hand? Were you snotting him with your snotty hand? The snot was on my face. Okay, good. I love that when you try and style it out, you're like, it's on me. It's literally on me. And then you just like get your t-shirt and try and wipe it off. And But you have to do it with the inside of your t-shirt. Otherwise you get like a slimy snail trail on your actual... I find it's worse in the winter and I've got a lovely pair of Innovate gloves, uh, hashtag sponsored, hashtag gifted, hashtag athlete. And I love them, but I tend to blow, they're not, they're like, you're going to think this is disgusting. They're like mitts and they're so good. And I blow my nose into the mitt sometimes and then just like flob it on the floor. So the mitts end up encrusted with snot. So if you ever want to borrow gloves off me in the winter, think twice. But top tip for that. Buff around your wrist, snot buff around your wrist. Yeah. You can use it and reuse it, and then at least it's kept captive on your wrist as opposed to accidentally flobbing in the face of someone you love or your dog. Did you know that most most running gloves have got a soft bit between the thumb and the finger, the pointy finger? Yeah. So that you can rub your nose on it. It's like it's literally there for rubbing your nose on. Where did you find out that fact? 
when I was testing gloves at the running channel. I'm sure a brand told me that that was why it was why it was like that. That yeah. is a revelation. There you go. There yeah, I love it. Uh, get in the bin. What's your get in the bin? You go first. Right. My get in the bin is, I'm going to be very careful how I word this, men mansplaining on runs. <laughs> Uh-oh. What happened? Just standing in, you're on a run, or you're on an event, and someone starts talking to you. It's usually a bloke. And they start to sort of quiz you about what you've done, like what your experience is. And I'm not massive on just talking straight. I just don't, I feel like it's a dick thing to be like, you know, yeah, I've run loads of hundred milers and I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, I've done a few. Yep, it's cool. It's a training run. Oh, yeah. And this bloke was like, just giving me tips that I just was like, are you for real? Yeah, actually, you want to watch this course because there is a bit of technical trail that goes down towards Bronte Bridge. So you might want to slow down there because it's easy to trip over and watch yourself on the bridge. It's a dry day, but it could be slippery. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't ask for that information. Yeah. And I just wanted to push him off the bridge. And it's not the first time. My friend Kirsty had someone the other day explained to her that, wait for it, because this is a revelation. Wet rocks are slippery. Oh, so be careful. Stop it. And I'm just like, or people that, or they get into like this, like, I'm going to tell you all of the races that I've ever done. And I just don't care. But I'd no. rather talk about like, how you're feeling, what you're training for in a sort of a much more non-judgy, I'm better than you way. Maybe that's me. But yeah, that annoys. Have you ever had that? Yeah, I don't think it is you. And I think there's a very fine line between like conversing and having a nice chat and mansplaining that has to be trod by the by the mansplainer because I mean the very essence of mansplaining really is that they don't really know that they're doing it no it's just like second nature to them to do it it's like just reeling off a list of achievements and but even that's not mansplaining I mean no peacocking yeah there's it's a difference isn't it there is a difference there is a difference I think I was mansplained on the technical trail uh, yeah. and um and uh yeah and I tried to make conversation by asking things like oh those are interesting shoes what, you know, what are you wearing those for and every time I asked him a question it came back to like all the things he'd done so there was a bit yeah. of like peacocking in there but it just was annoying me I, yeah. but then I think maybe that's me judging myself to be quite honest and and I just yeah I'm just not into it I'm just really not into it <laughs> is that what made you run faster I take it this was at the race is that what made you run faster so you didn't have to be anywhere near him Pretty much, yeah. And then every time I saw it, he was really he was much quicker uphill than I was, and I was much quicker downhill than he was. So it was like, oh god, here we go. And um, I, I did put my headphones in because that's a really good tactic, ladies and gents. If you don't want to talk to anyone, put your headphones in, don't listen to anything, but make sure yeah. it's obvious you've got them in. And then I felt bad. I felt like I judged him or something. And I just thought, oh, he was probably just trying to make conversation. And then I was like, no, it just annoys me. And it doesn't matter if things. I'm just, I'm just saying that it, it can get in the bin. I like, yeah. I, I just much rather talk about like your life and like. You know, your your why and like how beautiful a day it is and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then and what you're gonna have for dinner when you get home. What you're gonna home. have for dinner when you get home. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not big on 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 that. I just anyway, that's my get in the bin. Please don't do that to me. What about you? Do you know I've I've not had a very ragey week this week. There's nothing really that's bothered me enough that I want to necessarily put it in the bin. The thing most I'd most like to put in the bin is just all this snot, just so that I can just go out and have a nice run because uh, I do feel like I'm being held back somewhat. I'm training for a 100 kilometer Lake District run in September with a couple of bits in between. And I just feel like my training has been very stoppy starty because of various things like this cold. So if this could just get in the bin so I can just crack on, that would be marvellous. Uh, I am going to be following a training plan and it does start on the 12th of June. So I do feel like I've still got time, but I would like to be out running you've, more. You've got loads of time. And also uh, you have <clears throat> done the distance before. And the thing that's going to mash you up is the burp. So, and you're you're well into your strength conditioning, aren't you? You're the queen of it. So I'm a PT, mate. I'm a PT. Yeah. So them them squats and leg presses and all the uppy downy roundy roundy owie owie. Yeah. That's gonna that also like I always say to my clients when they've got snot and they're like I can't run. I'm like, well, go and add a gym session in where you get on the stair step or you get your squats done or you get your leg press done because at least then you feel like you're doing something. Yeah, it's not the hard thing. But you've got loads of time. And if it starts on the, if your plan starts on the 12th of June, this is just your body knows and it's clearing it out. It's making yeah. it's making that it's clearing the runway for the epic training block of joy. 
can't wait for the epic training block of joy. It's going to be epic. And wait, me and you are going to go and do some training runs together. I've got a cracking one in the lake in the Peak District. Yeah, Bleaklow plane crash run. I think yes, my there to see the the carnage of a plane crash because I think yeah. that's a lovely thing to do on a Saturday. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah, you'll be you'll be fine. It's good. It's like I say, it's clearing the runway. Yes, you ready? Yeah, but it can definitely get in the bin. Yeah, catch it, bin it, kill it. <laughs> that's what they say isn't it with the tissues catch it bin it kill it i think i could apply that to people as well should we do a anyway. feature oh go on then right top fives right top fives this is going to be a feature and do you know what everyone listening to to anna's mom and neil and all the other people that listen um <laughs> and pickle pickle listen we would like your top fives and we don't want top fives like everybody does top five shoes or top five head torches or top five watches we want top five no. things that people don't know about that are a little bit hacky yeah so my top five today is Go things you can buy in boots that change the game boots the pharmacy other pharmacies are available love it and you, yeah you probably could buy these things in other pharmacies also you can number five complan so complan is that powdered drink they give old people in old people's homes it's oh, got little sippy sips. Yeah, it's got mm. basically it's like a cheap version of Huel, and it's got like everything in it, and it's really good if you feel sick on an ultra and you don't want to eat. So I, I use Mountain Fuel um, and the Morning Shake, but Complan because it's for people, old people that are dying. It's got way more stuff in it, and it's cheap. Get yourself some Complan, test it on in your training, and yeah. everything will be absolutely bang on the money. Number four, nipple chafing cream. So in the boots, in the baby section, you get this stuff called lanolin or lanosol, and it's nipple chafing cream for women who are breastfeeding. It's really, really thick. It's antibacterial. You can put it in a baby's mouth. If you rub that on your feet before you start, it's better, in my opinion, than any of the nut butters or body glides or any of that stuff because it doesn't come off. Like it's not water-based, so it won't rub off. And it's it comes out the tube like earwax. You've got to warm it up. It is absolutely belting and you only have to put it on once all over your feet won't get blisters probably number three is face wipes because when you're on a really long ultra and you feel like dog shit to be able to just wipe your face and clean yeah. it put a bit of moisturizer on just clean yourself up a little bit makes you feel absolutely incredible. yeah number two is a travel toothbrush and toothpaste yes yeah because people yeah. don't do this, even on a 50k, even on like a 50 miler, if you feel like you don't want to eat, clean your teeth. Like clean your teeth, uh, have some water. First off, it basically cleanses your palate. Secondly, it makes you feel like it's a new day. Your brain clicks into like, oh, right, okay, we've got just got up. And it's like magical, absolutely mm. magical. And it gets rid of all that like gel. Uh. Yeah. And obviously number one is the silicon-based sex lube, which you'll find in the sex aisle which is always two for the price of one. You're going to have to explain that. So when you use Body Glide or any of the other things, usually I keep saying water-based because they are. So when you sweat into them, they degrade, okay? Uh, that means you have to keep putting it on. Vaseline should be banned. Vaseline basically attracts um, everything. It, everything will stick to Vaseline, which means, and it's not antibacterial, which means if you've got a blister that's popped, you put Vaseline on your feet, all of the little bits of bog water and stuff will get in and it can infect your feet. So you should avoid Vaseline at all costs, right? Unless it's an absolute emergency. Silicon-based lube doesn't come off with water. So make sure it's a silicon-based one and you can put it everywhere. You can put it under your boobs. You can put it between your legs. You can put it in your arse crack. You can put it on your feet. And it's really quick to get out the tube and the tubes are plastic. So you can just keep it in your pack, especially in the summer. Because when you sweat, the sweat's got salt in it and the salt drips down your bum crack, rubs against your bum cheeks and basically causes adult nappy rash. And uh, the sex lube stops that, and you can put it anywhere, and it doesn't matter how sore you are, or if there's any kind of, like, slight cuts or anything like that, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Bonus points for Bepanthin, which is baby's nappy rash cream. You can also get that oh. in boots. It's better yeah. than Sudocrem. And oh. it literally, better, it's quicker. It's it's amazing. And literally, you've got a little bit of chafage, or you've got an open blister on your foot, or you've got anything, you rub it on, and the next day, it's just healed. It's absolute magic. magic. And I think Pete, that's you can get that on your all that stuff on your boots points. You don't have to like spend hours trawling through ultra websites going and asking what's the best sports this, what's the best sports that. Yeah. Same with suntan lotion. Get the kids one in boots because it's yes. better than the, than the 
the sports ones because it doesn't, doesn't budge. come off yeah <laughs> it doesn't come off so good so good mm. um you, you've just um unlocked a core memory when you said about vaseline that i feel Uh-oh. i just have to share with the group it's not actually i was there but it wasn't my story again again I mean, all of the funny shit happens to other people not me but i just happen to witness it and then i can tell it i feel like maybe i should just own it and just be like yeah it was me you are the worst person to have at a party why because you're like ah i saw what happened and i'm going to put it in the memory bank (laughs) so i was running the great north run and the medics the like st john's ambulance stand at the side of the road there and there was a runner in front of me and the medic was holding out in their gloved hands a wad of vaseline and the people that were coming past were like grabbing a bit and shoving it in their bits and you know whatever the runner in front of me put their hand on the gloved hand of the medic and then put it in their mouth because they thought it was some sort of like energy gel or jelly baby. <laughs> and then what proceeded to happen was the medic was then like, no, it's not edible. And then, I mean, I carried on running and I didn't see what happened beyond that. But um, <laughs> not crying, <laughs> rancid. It's rancid. I mean, the Great North Run attracts a lot of fun runners and sometimes a lot of the people who are there, it's their first ever event that they've done. They've never been out on a run where someone's handed them things before. It's not, but it's even if someone had in their hand jelly babies, you wouldn't take them. It's been in there. I know he's got a glove on, but it's gross. You don't take food out of strangers' hands. This is like pre-COVID. This is pre-like anyone caring about other people's germs. Like now... People hand out like actual individual packets of Haribo because they're too scared to like get their germs on the sweets. And actually that's really bad for the environment. It is really bad for the environment. Why would you think you're going to take it? What did you think it was? Like, what do you think it was? Cheese? Like an energy gel? (laughs) Cheese. No, like an energy gel or something? Or like the innards of a jelly baby? The innards of someone else's chewed up jelly baby? Wow. That I'd like to, if that, I mean, it's, it's rare that this, well, it probably will never happen. But if that person is listening, I need them to get in contact to tell us yes. what happened. Yes. Because, and that the thought that maybe they thought no one had seen it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I saw with my little beady eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I once ate suntan lotion on a race because I thought it was that squeezy, like supernatural fuel stuff. I have one suntan lotion and one oh, no. like supernaturally thing. And I just wasn't looking what I was doing and squeezed that into my mouth. And that was oh. an experience I want to repeat. I'll be honest. No. No. Oh. Suntan, all sun cream has the same scent and I can smell it now. Like, and the thought of that in my mouth, no, thank you. It's the the scent is delightful and reminds you of fun time holidays. The taste Mm. is not delightful or fun time. It's not great. Also on that subject, put things in your mouth that you shouldn't before you do your top five. At the running show last year, I was having breakfast in the, in the hotel and uh, it was the breakfast was below par I'll be honest and mm. I was with a bunch of people and I was like oh one of them had granola like a pot of granola I was like that looks nice with like yogurt mm. and like coolie mm. and I was like oh I might get myself one of those where'd you get and they're like oh you have to make your own there's a pot there's some yogurt and then there's granola. you just make it I was like okay and I love making my own so I went and made yeah. my own dollop of yogurt load of granola and then I thought oh yummy coolie two big spoonfuls of coolie went back sat down was chatting away to them, you know, being my usual witty, bantery self. And I took a massive spoonful of my granola, which I'd made. I put it in my mouth and it turns out it wasn't coolie. It was tomato ketchup. No. It was tomato ketchup. You had tomato ketchup on granola. And yoghurt. I put two massive dollops of tomato ketchup on granola oh and yoghurt. But do you know what I did? No, I styled did... it out. No, you didn't eat I it. I did. I ate it. I styled oh, it. You're an animal. I was oh like, oh my uh. God. I was like, that tastes like tomato. And I sort of just sat there and they were talking to me and I was like, yeah, mm, interesting. Thinking, holy fuck, this is disgusting, but I don't oh, want to like. My God. I didn't want to look like a dip. So I just ate it. Oh my God. My brain is now trying to figure out what that tastes like, and I'd, I'd stop doing that. Well, uh, the worst thing is, if ever I have a yogurt now, it's got like the coolie on top, I can taste it. Or if I look at the goo pudding, I'm like, mm, mm. Ooh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of ruined my coolie life. If I'm honest, coolie, 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 coolie. That's what it is, but nobody nobody says that word in every what, day. Should I call it then jam? 
No, it is coolie, but okay. nobody says that in everyday life, do they? Yeah, no. Coolie. Or... Would you like some coolie with that, sir? Um, what's your okay? Give me your top five. Bang me out some top fives. Top five brands that don't know they're famous in running slash ultra running. Nice. And I'm I'm going down like the food and drink category. Category. category food. Love it. First one, Quaker Oats. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Everyone has porridge for breakfast, yep. right? Yep. In every morning of my life, I have Quaker Oats. Yeah. By the way, this is not hashtag sponsored or hashtag ad. Um, but if anybody would uh, like to, it could sponsor be hashtag sponsored. If hashtag Quaker Oats wants a hashtag, get in touch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, right. This one I've thrown in for you, but um, I fully now am on board the Tunnocks train. Right, I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, no. I'm bored of Tonics. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and Tonics have fallen out. I have eaten so many, and I 100% endorse Tonics. They're delicious, but I've had too many. And ages ago, on Instagram, I put that I liked them, and I really like the dark ones, and loads of random people sent me loads of Tonics, like yeah. hundreds of them. I was going to send you 200, ones. one for every mile of the wild horse 200 i'm very glad you didn't i'm very I glad i didn't i wouldn't have touched them oh. i've got loads in my cupboard and i give them out to i'm sorry to say i give them out to children who come around no. my house i don't Ooh. have children around my house i give them to people uh i'll take them to races and i'm like have a topic and everyone's like oh yummy now yeah. i just got bored of them i think they're great but listen up listener eat tonics responsibly because you'll end up with a problem and then you won't be able to eat them anymore it's a bit, a bit like me and alcohol oh. my time partied with tonics can't do it anymore. Oh, but I can do tonics tea cakes. I'll eat all yeah. six. So. I don't I don't find that tea cakes are particularly mobile for taking on races with you. No, they're not. They smash up. They mash up. But um I think that tonics do do you think no tonics that, that everyone uses them? No, this is why this is top five brands that don't know they're famous in running. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh next one. Ella's kitchen. Have you ever yeah. had those? Baby, baby food pouches baby food no. pouches no I've, ne I've never had them oh right now i am not talking about cold mashed up spaghetti bolognese i'm not interested in the savory stuff that i mean that just makes me feel ill especially when you can't warm it up however oh, they're like little pouches of pear and apple juice oh. coolie apple coolie coolie <laughs> oh honestly they're like um it's just like a little little bit of freshness. Like a gel, but not a gel, isn't it? Well, it's puree. Puree? Puree. I mean, and they do, do oh, like I say, they do do like savoury flavours and they do sneak some like spinach and butternut squash and things. Oh, those sneaky gits. Sneaking in the good stuff. Just the fruits for me. Thank you. So I've never gone on the baby food train because baby food doesn't have enough sugar and salt in to, to substantiate me because it's yeah. baby food. So it's got nothing in it except food but i'm wondering if maybe this is a thing if, if they're really nice and if i'm like oh yummy that's delicious how many calories does an ella's pouch have in it great question i don't know let me have a look oh the line caller we're just looking oh, at how I... many calories that ella's pouches have got in them so your strawberries and apples has got 54 calories 54 calories yeah but it's only like it's just a tiny little that is rubbish. In 120 grams. I'd need to eat probably about seven or eight of them. I'm not saying you should fuel your entire race on these. I'm just, just saying a it's treat. nice as something extra. They've got 12 carb, twelve grams of carbs in. Oh, have they? Yes. Yeah, the gel's got 30 grams. Yeah, I know. But gels are rank. I don't know. I like the mountain fuel ones. The jellies are nice. Yeah, but sometimes nice. it's just too much. I'd, I'm not saying all gels are rank. How about if Ella's Kitchen, because obviously they're going to be listening, make start making sports food for for oh, I was about to say this is so sexist for sporty mummies where they just up the calories a bit and up the sugar and salt. A bit. I mean, their niche is for babies, and also just to remind you, this is brands that don't know they're famous. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> next one, Naked. Oh yeah, I love a Naked Bar. Oh my god, naked bars are the bomb. They are the bomb. Um, which is your favorite naked bar? My favorite naked bar is the like Bakewell tart one. Oh, 
it's that's an absolute delight i like the blueberry one at the moment i'm a big fan of that and for a while they did like a dark choc and raspberry one can't find it what yeah they did and let me just interject here with a um another hack audi do great fake naked bars they do and their bakewell tart one is the bomb yeah, they do a vegan, they're called True Bars, aren't they? T-R-U. And they do a um, they do a chocolate and raspberry one that's vegan, which just blows my mind. They do um, like a raw, they, what are the ones that they're called raw? Raw bars. Yeah, are they Audi? Lidl. Lidl, yeah, there you go. So they're all of those ones are on the train, aren't they? They're all on yeah. the bloody train. Naked yeah. is the best and the original. Yes. Um, But if you want knockoff, then yeah. go Audi, go Lidl, because they Take are really pennies. good. Yeah, I actually spoke to Paul Albert at Big Bear about this because we were talking about vegan snacks on the aid station. And I was like, you should oh, get yeah. these true bars. He was like, no, Ali, because they're like £1.50 for four. Whereas yeah, whereas I can buy... buy a pack of Jaffa cakes for yeah, 50 four. and there are 80 of them. Exactly. I can go down Costco and buy 7,000 Jaffa cakes for £2. I was like... Are oh, Jaffa cakes vegan? Um, Good question. I, I feel like saying yes, but I don't think... Actually, hang on a minute. I think they are. I'm going to Although... Google it. I forget, you're not vegan, you're... Oh, God, I'm the worst, world's worst. Veggie. Veggie. Are Jaffa, Are Jaffa cakes... cakes vegan? No. They contain butter oils and dried egg. Do they? Oh, that's mm-hmm. what that's what because of that cakey texture. Go Final on. one on top five. Yep. An obvious one, but a goodie. Coca-Cola. 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 The Red Ambulance. <laughs> that's what they call it. That's what you call it, and it's amazing. No, no, I, there are more runners than just me that calls it the Red Ambulance. I've got an amazing Coca-Cola story I was told by one of my clients. Oh, is... another another borrowed story. Another Come borrowed on, story. Right. If anybody wants to give us some stories, that would be great. My friend, my client, all my clients are my friends. So uh, my client, Steph, she ran the South Downs Way 50 last week. No, North Downs Way 50. She was at an aid station. A guy comes in, and one of the the volunteer says would you like some coca-cola and he went pardon and he looked around and everyone's drinking coca-cola and he was like why is everyone drinking coca-cola and steph said the aid station stopped it went silent and everyone looked at him <laughs> and he went why are you all drinking coca-cola he'd never drunk coca-cola on a run and he'd never thought to drink coca-cola on a run and and steph said when it touched his lips it was like a child having ice cream for the first time oh my god he's like this is incredible and then this he shit inc- himself yeah, yeah. And then he went because on to, he never had it on a run. And he before. went on to shit himself, and he was just blown away no by the Coca Cola. But I don't know about you. I don't touch Coca Cola ever, ever, ever in my life. Not interested. Don't look at it. Diet no. Coke, none of it. Not don't no. care. Not a part no. of my life. But no. when you are thirty or forty miles, or even ten miles into a very, very hot trail run, it becomes all you can think about. The nectar. The sweet, sweet nectar. Sticky brown nectar. Yeah, yeah 100%. All packaged 100%. up in a little red ambulance. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on fake Coca-Cola? Race directors using fake Coke. No. Race directors take enough of our money to be able to afford to buy the proper Coca-Cola. And I genuinely believe that there is no substitute for Coca-Cola. The fake ones don't taste the same and when all you want is some coca-cola and you rock up at that aid station and it's cola roller cola oh my god get it that can get in the bin i just think <laughs> I know it's, it's a cost thing and i understand why some race directors do it but just spend a few extra pennies getting the real deal Sometimes in business, this is me going all Dragon's Den-ish. Yeah. You need to spend money to make money, right? Yeah. And when I think about race companies, I'm like, are they a Coca-Cola race company or are they a Roller Cola yeah. race company? That's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Uh, if they're Roller Cola, they can get in the bin. If they are like taking like 30 quid off me, okay, yeah. I'll bring my own. But when you're paying hundreds of pounds for races, I want Coca-Cola. It's as simple yeah. as that. You can get it like yeah. in bulk. Why don't Coca-Cola, I guess because it's full of sugar, sponsor athletes? Uh, Red Bull, full of sugar, they sponsor athletes. Exactly. Red Bull's actually bad for your mental health. It's that It's that mental. I think Red Bull is bad for your mental health. I think it just takes you on this roller coaster in your brain. I wouldn't touch Roller cola coaster. Roller cola coaster. I wouldn't touch Red Bull if it was the last drink at the A station because it just gives me anxiety. Do you oh, like it? I love it. Coca-Cola or... Though. 
or if you can get hold of it, iron brew, but I'm not talking about the bloody iron brew you have now, the snowflake iron brew. I'm talking about the hard stuff you get in Scotland. XXX what? iron brew. What did they change to iron brew? They took the sugar out of oh, iron the brew. Sugar tux, the, the sugar, sugar tax. The sugar tax. And it's like, that's great for the clinically obese of the world, but I'm an ultra runner. Yeah. Okay. Someone wants. give you the option. Yeah, of course they should give you the option, but it's only available if you know where to get it. Right, the, the XXX Iron Brew, which is the original and the best. Usually you can only get it in like the darkened alleys of Glasgow or uh, or Edinburgh. You've got to know uh, someone that knows someone to get hold of it, right? Yeah. Or this is a this is a controversial dandelion and burdock. Big fan. No, right, no. <laughs> no, Coca-Cola, the end. That's okay. it. Number one on the top five brands that don't know that they're big and running. I feel like that wasn't a very strong five and I only did it because I wanted to get Coca-Cola in. And therefore, I feel like there are other brands that I've probably miss, missed. 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 <laughs> there we go. That was what I was trying to say. Uh, so, yeah, if you disagree or there are other brands that you want to add onto this top five, then uh, maybe we'll put it out as a little Instagram post and people can uh, tell us what I've missed. I would love that because I think I just love these little hacky things that people have got that I just love them. Like they're, That's they're the thing. Game changers. If you don't know about it, you don't know about it. It's like the man at the aid station who didn't, had never thought to have Coca-Cola on his run. Like maybe there are other people out here who are listening, all four of you, that don't know that, you know, I never, I never thought that a cup of tea at an aid station could change the game. I was like, oh. why would you drink tea on an ultra? But really, if you're in a state and you have a nice, hot, sugary cup of tea, that can change the game. So it's like that thing where you take tips off other people and then practice it a little bit in training. And yeah. then you're like, whoa, this is like, yeah. this is just incredible, especially if, with food, because it's all well and good saying, oh, I love sandwiches and I love sausage rolls. But eventually you get food fatigue. So trying new stuff is always good, I think. I love sandwiches and sausage rolls. What have you got in your hand? Oh, just a gel. I'm just playing with it. Oh, it looked like you were appetising. This, this old thing, <laughs> protein rebel. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's maple syrup. It's delicious. Oh, yum. You're going to put it on your toast? Yes. Yeah, I think that that's, a natural, that's a natural win. Okay, right. We've got 10 minutes left. Now, it's occurred to me, it occurred to me the other day, right, that actually people don't know who we are. Oh, We've never that's... introduced ourselves. We've just given them our names. If they've got this far and they have listened to an hour and 50 minutes of us babbling on, I think we ought to give the people what they want. I don't think, I don't think they want it, but I just think it's a, t- a, t- a box ticking operation. Yeah. So Anna Harding, tell me, how long have you been running? What's your running experience like? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? How did you get into this crazy I, game? I feel like this has got like a um, like a game show theme written all over it. Do, 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 what game do, show is that from? Do, 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 do. Uh, Generation Go? Mm. Do, 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 do. I'm not. Do, 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 do. No? Okay. No. Uh, no. I'll find, I will find a generic game show theme on the internet and edit this in here. Great. Right, so Anna Harding, what was the question again? Anna Harding, tell me about how you got into running and like what your hopes, dreams are, what you're doing, what you're uh, up to, what's your favourite race? Yeah, oh, how did I get into running? In 2017, I had signed up for the ballot for the London Marathon. I didn't get a place. Never have in the ballot. Have you not? Uh, not in the ballot, no. No. Didn't get in the ballot. I was 29 years old. I wanted to run a marathon before I was 30. So I signed up to Edinburgh Marathon. Congratulations to everyone who's just done that yesterday. So trained from couch to marathon from February to May. Oh, that's short. Yeah. Didn't know that at the time, did I? No. And ran Edinburgh Marathon in four hours and seven minutes. Oh, mate. Were you going, did you read and run as well? That sub four was good. Were you going for the sub four? Yeah, I read everything. At that point, I read everything every blog everything I could about running I read and um even to the point oh this is a good one actually sorry I know you're supposed to be getting to know me this was such a good one so I read everything and like all those like race day tips and stuff and it one of the things was like 
don't shower on race morning because you'll <laughs> wash, wait, wait, because you'll wash away all of the essential oils in your on your skin, which you need to make you run faster or something. Don't shower on race day because you'll wash away all the luck people have given you. Exactly. So I was Are that, you joking? I was that like brand new runner that was like, all oh, right, well, I'm not showering on race day. And like just taking every single tiny little tip that I ever read on the internet and putting it into practice. Don't <laughs> eat anything for an hour and a half before you start running. That's Yeah. Awesome. Oh okay. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then because I got 407 and I wanted to four, I then continued running marathons for several years. And then I found the trails. Actually, I found the trails the year after in 2018. First ultra I did was uh, race the Carphone Warehouse King. Race to the King of the Carphone Warehouse. Race to the King of the Carphone Warehouse, which was the South Downs Way. It was like 80 miles. No, 80K. It was like 54 miles. And then I've just run ever since. What my hopes and dreams? keep running keep on running just do you not have like a bucket list thing that you'd like to do like a like a like pie in the sky bucket list thing that you want to do oh the absolute pie in the sky thing that i want to do is um the tarawera 100 in new zealand oh my god tell me about that it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful i've watched so many documentaries about it i mean the, the documentaries are never about it they're about the the runners doing it but New Zealand is just absolutely stunning. So, you know, when you like, if you live in a place like rugby, like I do in the Midlands, the scenery is very uninspiring. There are a lot of trees, but there are no hills or mountains or whatever. And every time I go to the mountains, I'm like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Wow, it's so beautiful. Oh my God, I just can't get over the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Right. New Zealand is like that times a million. Because everywhere is just so beautiful. I can so, only imagine, like the photos I see, that's somewhere that I would like to run the all the islands. Like yeah. when Pickle goes over the Rainbow Bridge, I will go and I will spend a good six months there, I reckon. Because I yeah. think it just looks amazing. Yeah, it's so nice. I've only been, I've been once for like nearly a month and like camper vaned around. And the... Yeah, just so it's it's on the North Island, actually, Tarawera 100. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts at a place called Rotorua, which smells like um, raw eggs. That's uh, like gone off eggs. It starts at Rotoruin. Rotorua. <laughs> Rotoruin. Doesn't uh, sound like it's going to be very good. And I think actually UTMB have just taken it over. Oh, as one of God. Oh, no. Oh. Uh... Um, so, yeah, that's my like big bucket, bucket list thing. Right. That That is going on the list then. You've got to do that. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Go on Love then. It. Tell us a bit about you, Ali Bailey. Weirdly, mine's a bit the same as yours, except that I wanted to kill myself. That's why I started running. Like, I just, just really suffered with my mental health. So I did the same as you, and I went and did London Marathon. My mum got breast cancer. She's better now, much better now. So it never came back. But I was like, I'd do it for charity because I couldn't get in on the thing. Again, I did it because I wanted to do one before I was 30. Again, I followed the Runner's World training plan to the letter. Mm. Again, I did 402. Because I wore a pair of Nike trainers that had leopard print on them. And I wore them because I liked the leopard print, not because they were the right trainers to wear. So I got an injury. So I did the same as you. And then I was constantly chasing the four, the sub four. Then when I got to the sub four, I was like, well, that's not made me happy. Because obviously external things don't make you happy. But I didn't know that when I was a 30-year-old alcoholic. And then I started trail running like you. And I was like, oh, my God, they don't care about time. They don't care about you can eat. Like, this is great. And then it escalates from there quite dramatically doesn't it and you end up doing all sorts of silly things and I think my first ultra was the ox when it was 34 miles not 50 and then I went and did a couple of multi-days and then I went and did my first 100 when I was in 2017 and then I was like this is my favorite distance so I just kept doing it and um 100 miles is your favorite distance oh it's my favorite distance to run it's just so great I'm gonna get you on a 100 miler that's organized not your own one that's actually 115 and you're gonna love it you're gonna and you're not gonna train in 16 weeks. You're gonna do it over nine months, as a proper person should. And you will love it. Like I just love that distance. I think it's running through the night. I think it's having the time to think. Like I'm writing a book. Like so, all the reasons that I run are kind of in the book, and I, mm. I run for so many different reasons. But I've I've done. I did a 200 mile earlier in the year, and I did like it. But it was long, man. It was three days. It takes yeah. ages. Funny and that. I, 
bit that's a bit much I can't you can't do that all the time no but I'm no, big but on there are, there are people out there who would be like I think that they've been listening that are like but your favorite distance is 100 miles right there are people mm. who used to say to me well you can't run more than two marathons in a year that's not good for you or whatever but you can and like you do multiple hundreds in a year yeah I also ran the length of the UK in 35 days it was 1050 miles casual yeah casual that was my bucket list you're a ridiculous human Ali Bailey well I just like the thing I like the most right is running just having one job and that one job is just to run like so I imagine that was Susie going back to Susie looping it back around like actually when you've got just one thing to do and that's just run and eat and move forward it's actually really joyous yeah. And you miss it when it's gone. Like I really, well, after I did Run Britannia, I missed it so bad after it gone. So my bucket list stuff is all based in like, how far can I go for how yeah. long? How long can I get away with being away? Yeah. Uh, and there is a, there is talk of a trail that goes the length of the UK that goes to all the national parks. I've heard of this. Yeah. So it's 2,300 miles. And I think slow, what are they called? The, there's a volunteer company that put slow it ways. Slow ways, putting it together. And I would, I want to do it. I want to be the first person to go and do it. I reckon it will take two months to like do 30, 35, 40 miles a day. But that's my, my bucket list is world first and doing really long stuff. Yeah. Because that's what I love doing. I just love it. Would you run the length of New Zealand, for example? Yes. Like Anna McNuff. What a wonderful human she is. I know. She's epic, isn't she? Her book about running the length of New Zealand is like, it gives me... A lot of inspirational, like, I'd love to go and do something like that. But I'm, I don't know. Oh, actually, so here's something. I don't know why it's just popped into my head, but I'm going to say it anyway. When I, so I did a a multi-day, six days in the Azores, 260-ish kilometres. 260-ish kilometres in six days. And I don't know where it came from, but this little quote popped into my head while I was doing it. And it's that we're all born in cages, but only those who risk leaving their cage can actually have an adventure. So, like, there are loads of people. Is that uh, the actual quote? Is it in our cages? We're all born in cages with the doors open. So, like, you've got the choice to leave your cage. If you want to leave your cage, you're you're free to do it and go and explore. But there are a lot of people in the world who are quite happy just staying in their cages because that's where they're comfy and that's where they're, like, familiar and stuff. And I feel like there are certain people in this world, you and me included, who are, like, the cage leavers. We're like, cool, right, we're going to go and explore now. Yeah, I don't, I don't get him. I don't even sleep in the cage. I'm like, nah, mate. <laughs> I like it. It's nice to have it there. But yeah, I'm the same. And there's so many things like this. So even if like people are listening and they're like, I'd love to do it, my first ultra, but, but, but it's like all of it is solvable. Yeah. Having kids is solvable. Having a job is solvable. I'm not quick enough. I'm not fit enough. I'm not this enough. That's all solvable. And it's just, we put these barriers, like our brains ping between, you know, seek pleasure, avoid pain, conserve energy. That's what they want to do. Mm. So your brain's going to say, but, but, but. But I think that, honestly, if you you can just expand that a little bit and go, this is definitely possible. So many options for people to do this stuff. Yeah. And it just is life game changing, isn't it? Because there's, it's so fun. And and it gives you so much confidence. And it is like, seeing the world through your eyes and not your phone is a privilege and even if you live in rugby and you just go and do a along the canal you saw things on that canal other people wouldn't ever see oh yes Apples, like hallucinations weird things under bridges cormorants lots of cormorants a, a car park for a canal boat boats that no um, it was a turning circle for boats ali there's a car park for boats and <laughs> but the point is or oh, going into the lakes Going and doing yeah. that stuff in the lakes. Most yeah. people go up a couple of Wainwrights in their life. To be able to go and run across Wainwrights, to be able, or to be able to hike up Wainwrights and run down them, to like experience that, those sunrises, the sunsets, like to really, really be like grounded and and be uh, mindful of where you are and own your energy in that time. God, it's yeah. also hippie, but it's like, it's all doable. And that's what I want this podcast, but part of the reason that this podcast is here is to yeah. inspire people. We're not going to have very many guests. We might have a few. Might get Anna McNuff on, but um, she's very busy at the moment. Oh, she's—it's only twins. She can handle that. 
Oh, the well. And and the other one. She's got yeah. three babies. She has oh. got three babies. Um, but uh yeah, that's what I want people to write. If you you know, email us, drop us an email um, yeah. on our little Gmail account. Ask what's your butt? You what's your butt? What's your butt? And we could be, I like big butts, and I don't know why. You guys won't try to run really far, not in a car. Da, 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 get, we could do that. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, like that's, that. a, that's, a miso- that's a misogynistic banger, but we'll change the word so it's not anymore. Yeah. So, yes, that's it. That's what I like doing, and um, that's what I like. And I like 100 milers, and I'm doing one in two weeks, and I can't wait because I love them. Excellent. You are a different person to me for me and like that's great because everyone's different for me a hundred miler is like a not a once in a lifetime thing but it's a well I haven't really got time in my schedule at the moment so maybe I'll do it next year if you want to do a hundred miler if you want to get you've got to really want to do it and I do say this to my clients like it's not a case of oh it's a dream it's like do you want to do it because if you don't want to do it there is no point in doing it (laughs) no no if you don't want to do it you won't train to do it and you'll just have a terrible time yeah, you will. And that's good because the thing is, sometimes ultra runners are presented to people as this is the sort of person that you need to be. But there are mm. so many different types of runners yeah. from like park runners to, you know, Damien, Damien Hall. Hall. Yeah, a bloody Damo, Damon Hill. And we're only presented with the top of the tip of the iceberg, aren't we? Really? Yeah. Um, until yeah. you go and you go to these events and you see that actually there's lots of people that are just exactly like you. You will see people there that are like you and, and, uh, it, there's so many different distances so many different terrains like anyone can give it a go I just want to kind of open it up open the gates yeah. a bit up a bit yeah so people can come in yeah open the cage door open I don't want people in my cage no oh, no God. no the metaphors are getting mixed and I'm confused uh, well I think that probably brings us to the end of our episode just one more thing we did okay. say that we had a collaborative playlist we have except you guys can't add to it only no. we can so if you go onto Spotify, and I'm sorry, but it is only on Spotify, and you go and find the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System podcast playlist, trips off the tongue, you can see what's on it. You can listen to it. You can download it, whatever. But if you want to add to it, just go on Instagram, do a little story, and put the music on the story. And we will tag us in those, it. Tag us in it, and we will watch them, and we will go, yes. Or email us your top 10 bangers, and we will put them on, or yeah. whatever. I mean, we are the taste gatekeepers, but I think unless it's something that is offensively awful, yeah, no Rob everything Harris. on, no yeah. Rolf Harris, no Gary Glitter, nothing like that. We no will, uh, no lost profits. We'll put it on there. Yeah, so you just need to email us ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com or Instagram is the way to communicate with us on social media because we will not be expanding from that platform. No, literally only Instagram at ultrasoundsystempod. Brill. Oh, we haven't added any bangers ourselves to the playlist this week. Would you like to add anything? Would I? I'm going to add some Harry Styles. I just love him. Oh. oh. <laughs> Do you not like Harry Styles? I don't mind him, but please don't put that watermelon sugar one on. Oh, no, that's about vaginas. <gasps> I'm going to put the one. Is it? Uh, yeah. I read hate it even more now. Read between the lines, mate. He's not fooling anyone. There is a song. That as, it, as it was, after we finished from Britannia, we all got in the van. And that song started to play and I just burst into tears. So oh. I was like, that's it now. It's 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 not the same as it was. And I listened to it when I'm running and it just really reminds me of like those days that were really hard and like the days that were really fun. And I just love it. So that's going on there. As it was, it's tune, but no vagina song. That's not going on there. No, 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 no. Absolutely but not. Have you got any new bangers? Been listening to one extra to try and make yourself look good. <laughs> Neil, I'm just listening to one extra so I've got something good to add to the playlist. No. Maybe I'll put Stormzy on there. Neil and I listened to Capital Dance, actually. Oh, lovely. Yeah. They have some very good songs. Um, there's nothing that springs to my my mind. I didn't I haven't listened to any music on my runs this week, so I've not really got any any musical things in my head this week. What's on your pen? Uh shark. Hammerhead. Oh, okay. It's a hammerhead yeah. shark pen. Whee! He broke his fin. He's quite upset about it. I love oh, him. Oh. Uh okay, I love you. Let's go and do this again next week. Absolutely. Uh, this is a, by the way, this is a pen that I've just put a washer on the end of and now I can't get that washer off because <laughs> this pen is actually fatter at the top than it is at the bottom. Probably cut this bit off. Should we do, should we do a better outro? <laughs> Can we do a better outro? I'm not going to do this. Uh, <laughs> great. Great. That was great. 
that was great that's the end of this episode i can't believe we've got through to we've, we've done two we have done two next week we will be bringing you three thing oh. we don't know about yet no well we no. don't know what we never know what we're doing hey this isn't planned can you not I'm, tell i'm going to devon to do some photographs with a photographer and see my friend lorna and devon equals heaven when it comes Ooh. to running yeah i'll oh, have a lovely time i will I'm not doing anything particularly exciting this week. That'll be fun for you next week, won't it? Yep, it's going to be banging. I do enjoy the fact that we do this podcast, though, because I do get a little bit of anxiety of like, Anna, you need to do something interesting, otherwise you're going to have fuck all to talk about. So that's quite good. Uh, I think you're very interesting. And also, you've, we've got a wealth of stuff stored up in our banks yeah. to, to entertain people with. Um, and you're going to get into your training plan on the 12th of June, so that's going to be interesting. You, yeah. I'm going to hold you accountable. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay. Right. Well, we'll catch you next week. I love you. Bye.